Interfaith Talk Radio being brought to you today by Dr. Pat Worldwide on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW, and streaming worldwide at interfaithtalkradio.com. We are a rabbi, a Muslim minister, and a Christian pastor engaged in an expanding dialogue on issues of interfaith understanding and our shared spiritual quest. I'm Rabbi Ted Falcon from Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue. I'm Brother Jamal Rahman from Interfaith Community Church in Seattle. And I'm Pastor Don McKenzie from University Congregational United Church of Christ in Seattle. And we've got a special show for you today. We've got members of the uh, Interfaith Voices of Youth called Ivy uh, looking at some of the faces and some of the voices that are coming from uh, the youth in our community who are exploring in their own ways some of the same territory that we've been talking about. So welcome to our show. I'd like to remind those of you who have not yet written down our phone number that you can reach us while we're, uh, while we're on the air to share your comments, your perspectives, or your questions. We are at 425-373-5527, 425-373-5527. And there is a toll-free number in Western Washington, 888-298-KKNW. And here we are on a really lovely afternoon. We have with us Peyton Bell, Tanya Feckery, and Ben Badahadi from Ivy. And rather than any of us trying to talk about your group, uh, Tanya, you want to say a little bit about Ivy? Sure. Um, so Ivy stands for Interfaith Voices of Youth. And... It really is a group that we're trying to bridge gaps between different religion, religious groups in our um, communities. And it first started with youth leaders in different youth groups. And we came together and formed this group. It's been about two years now. We've hosted different, um, we've hosted a huge multicultural festival and we had different musicians from different cultures being represented and we had calligraphies from different languages and really our group is just trying to create dialogue and trying to get people to understand that as different as we may be we um, are able to still come together and learn from each other and still embrace our diversity but be able to not have to fight and not and be able to just love each other for who we are. So our group has lots of different purposes, and it kind of means something different for everyone. But um, we're very passionate about it. How many people are members of Ivy? We have about 10 to 15 people that are actively members, and um, we are creating different outreaches by visiting different faith visits and going to different worship centers to possibly get more um, religions and just more perspectives in our group. Um, so right now it's young 
and we're hoping to be able to get more members. That's great. Do any one of you practice actually your own faith or uh, are you quite broad-based in your definition of interfaith? Well, I'm a semi-observant Jew. I really am much more Jewish for the community than I am for the religion I find. But I have made it a goal of mine to study religions, both in an academic sense, looking it up in books, the internet, trying to find out more from the information and the uh, literary resources out there, but then going out to meet people, which is why Ivy is so amazing. We visited a Sikh Gurudwara a while ago. Before that, we visited a Lutheran church and getting to see how, first of all, getting to learn how the relig- what the religion believes and then see how it's practiced between people, be able to incorporate that into my own faith system. One of the goals of Ivy really is to allow the youth to explore their spirituality, especially since at the age group that's involved in, the, uh, in Ivy, so many people are questioning uh, what they've been taught as children, what what paths they're going to pursue later in life. And so Ivy really allows us that chance to have a constructive opportunity to explore what we believe and what we want to believe. That's great. <clears throat> For those of you who don't know, that was Ben Bonahadi. I'm sure you'll hear more from him later. He has the either fortunate or unfortunate distinction of having his religious leader, the religious leader of his own community, present because Ben and his family are members of Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue. Um, you have anything to add, Peyton? Well, yes, actually. I'm a Unitarian Universalist myself, and I attend my church regularly. In fact, most Sundays I spend hours and hours at church, most of my day on Sunday, because I love the community and I love my religion. And one of the most important facets of Ivy in my book is that we, many different people from different faiths come together and produce dialogue, but we aren't aiming to conform everyone to this interfaith religion. It should strengthen your faith in your own religion through an understanding of other people's religions. So it's not like, you know... A conglomerate mass of you know faith it's everyone keeps their own distinct religious identities while they're in ivy as a group that's great it reminds me of something that brother jamal repeats often and he's about to repeat now oh that interfaith uh, our our mantra is that um, interfaith is not about uh, conversion it's about completion becoming a more uh, complete human being did you want to say something also um um, I really just wanted to touch base on what Peyton just said because I think that it's so important to stress that point with when it comes to interfaith um, that it's not about converting people. It's about getting you to be more appreciative of what your identity is and what your faith is. But a lot of times like when you're able to understand um, someone else from another part of the world is getting up maybe on a Sunday or a Friday and they're practicing their worship a little differently than you. And I think it's just so fascinating when you just step back and you learn from that. And so you realize that, I mean, we're all, we all believe maybe in some, you know, in different forms of, you know, God or, um, or different, you know, different prophets or different messages, but, you know, our, our aim and our practice of what we want, it, what, what, what the purpose of why we're doing it and what we hope to gain out of it is very similar. 
and that's to be, you know, better human beings and to be nicer to one another. And I think just sometimes just stepping back and just understanding the message of all these different religions can really help you see that it's really important to understand humanity as a whole rather than just yourself. I'm sure you don't have to be told that how encouraging this is to for us to hear you say this. Um, I have a question for any one of the three of you. Tanya, you're at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. Ben, you're at Skyline. And, and uh, Peyton, you're at Mercer Island. Mm-hmm. How does it feel um, to be doing what you're doing in your community of peers? I mean, what, what is the response you get from people when um, when you tell them, what you're doing and so forth. Well, I come from a neighborhood that is pretty apathetic, pretty uh, secluded and likes to kind of stay away from broadening their mind. So I either get quizzical looks when I tell people what I do or there's there are the few whose opinions I appreciate a little bit more uh, who are very encouraging, say, you know what, I've seen other people are seeing the need for this, but I never thought it could be done here. I'd never thought somebody could be involved and so it's really encouraging to be able to see, um, to be able to see that there are other people out there who share the same initiatives that we share, and just kind of need the outlet for their expression and for their energies um, that they want to contribute. And I think that's one of the great things about Ivy is we can draw people in, whether or not they just want to participate in a single event, or if they want to become a contributing member, and allow them to, uh, and allow them to bring their energies and allow them to bring whatever they have to bring to uh, this effort. So. Well, thank you, Ben. How about you, Tanya? How would you respond to that? I think a lot of people in different communities just will kind of respond to interfaith in different ways. I think for the most part, spirituality and religion has sort of taken a different role, especially in the youth today. You see more people kind of turning away because of so many just so much kind of chaos that's going on in the world. So I think interfaith sometimes people think that they need to they need to really be in one religion to contribute to it or they need to understand their religion better before they understand other religions which is understandable but um i think that's kind of a issue with the youth today is they it when i talk to them about it it sounds so interesting but it doesn't always push them to take the step and join mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we'll continue with this you're listening to interfaith talk radio uh, we're with you every Monday at 5 o'clock, and we are on the air today with members of the Interfaith Voices of Youth. And we will be back with them in a few moments after these words from our sponsors. Church of Christ wants you to know about the God is Still Speaking campaign, a national effort to let everyone know that this denomination welcomes everyone, no matter what, to the worship of God and the service of the church. We believe that God has much, much more to tell us about the good news of the gospel of Jesus and about what love can do to help us with this beautiful but troubled world. To find out more, log on to www.ucc.org slash index.php. We wish you blessings for your life. Can changing what you think really change your life? Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn how intentional living and the power of affirmations can change your life. Kristen Marie Sherline, founder of Affirmagy, will share her story. 
her company and advice on how to live intentionally and design a life you love. More information about Affirmagy, log on to Affirmagy.com. That's Affirmagy.com. Tired of worrying about money? Are you ready to let go of your money baggage? Karen Ramsey is offering a money makeover challenge to one of the Dr. Pat Show's loyal listeners. To enter the challenge, send an email to caring at caringmoney.com. And in 50 words or less, tell us why you should be selected for this amazing money makeover. Karen will help you realistically look at your bottom line, set up a spending plan and savings plan, win a money makeover with Karen Ramsey. To enter, send an email to caring at caringmoney.com by March 20th, and one of Dr. Pat's loyal listeners will be announced on our March 22nd show. Listen to The Dr. Pat Show weekdays at 11, or go to the website www.thedrpatshow.com for more details. You have nothing to lose but your financial worry. Una is the ancient spiritual teachings of the people of Hawaii. Una says, Aohe pau, koike iko halau. Think not that all wisdom is in your school. It's important to remember that no matter who you are or where you come from, there's always more to learn. Call 800-800-MIND or go to Huna.com to learn about the March 10th through 18th Huna event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pat Show when you call. The Huna Workshop and the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Bringing you fresh perspectives every day. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back. This is Interfaith Talk Radio. And we are a rabbi, a Muslim minister, and a Christian pastor engaging in a deepening dialogue on issues of interfaith understanding and engaging in a shared spiritual quest. We're here with you today with three members of IVY, Interfaith Voices of Youth. We have in the studio Peyton Bell, Tanya Fekery, and Ben Bonahadi. They were just talking before about some of the responses uh, Pastor Don had asked, how do others in your school or in your neighborhood respond to this particular activity that you're involved in? And both Tanya and Ben got to say something. Well, most of the people that I tell about this think that, you know, vaguely somewhere far away from their lives, oh, yeah. That's a good idea. That's, you know, building tolerance. That's a good thing, right? But very few actually take the action and respond to an idea like this that's, you know, should be sweeping across the world and, you know, healing the world with all the injuries it has right now. But it is, it's gaining force, and more groups like us are popping up all across, you know, our country and our world. And I think if we just keep spreading our message, more people will hop onto this bandwagon and maybe we can actually create, you know, a positive change in our world very soon in our lifetimes and even in your guys' lifetimes. So. You know, particularly now when studies have come out talking about the narcissism of youth, uh, the focus on self 
the lack of uh, social consciousness or the lack of spiritual consciousness kind of an absorption into the materiality of our world, the materiality of our culture. It seems to me that what you are trying to do is to add a different kind of voice and a different kind of perspective. And one of the questions that occurs to me is, how did that awaken for you? I mean, clearly, not everyone in your communities, not every one of your classmates, sees this as a purpose. What happened to you individually that led you to be sparked? Like, what is your story? That's that's a hard question. Um, well, I I think that I was always, as a child, really, really interested in what life is and what God is and what religion is. Was, and I mean, was religion a major part of your upbringing the thing in your is, house? That's, that's kind of... That's the interesting part is religion was not something uh -huh. that was a huge part of my upbringing. Um, religion is something seen as, in my family, something very personal and everyone kind of has their own opinion on it. But, and I think that's kind of a reason why um, I got interested in it because I was never forced to believe in something that I didn't take to heart. Mm -hmm. um, I was always given that freedom to go out and explore and not to and not be afraid of kind of having my own um perspective on what life means to me and i think a huge part of that is my family was able to give that sort of opportunity to me and like if you compare me and my sister my sister will find different things important in her life like and maybe not materialistic things but sports soccer and basketball games like winning you know i mean that's what she's into but when i was a kid i just remember always being in being at sunday school with all these kids that didn't want to be there that their parents always forced them to be there and i was always the one asking questions like well why do we have to pray five times a day i mean what is the significance of doing that what are we saying can you can you translate that to me and i mean my teachers were always just like so stunned and you know they're like she's just so passionate about what about all this stuff and you, you were born a muslim then i was born i was born into a muslim family but i was born in a muslim family that never forced me to take on anything that i didn't understand mm -hmm. and that has allowed me and i think as a child being able to explore that was a big thing and then but after a while i wanted to learn more i wanted to learn more about people at school that were Christians and that were Jewish and Hanukkah and Christmas and Kwanzaa and different cultures in the world and that's when I met Keisha Morris and she started the whole interfaith thing and I think since then it's just my spirituality has grown more than I ever thought it would. Hmm. Keisha has basically focalized the beginning of Ivy? Yes. Keisha and Walter Andrews right. um, started it and they were trying so hard to get more youth involved in the interfaith network at Washington. And they, I mean, they had a battle to face and they, they won. And now we have this interfaith voices of youth group because of all the energy and the time that they put in. 
And now we have Diana Bonahati, we have Becky Bell, we have Barry and Bill. We have all these wonderful adults that are just supporting us and giving us the encouragement that, you know, you guys can do anything you want. You just have to set your mind to it and you can heal the world. Mm -hmm. I think at the same time, though, it's uh, a lot of the youth. We started seeing each other at adult organized events, at uh, interfaith festivals, at BCC, at different... Uh, uh, sorts of religious celebrations and we said hey I keep seeing your face here are you interested in the same things I'm interested in uh, oh you're from this youth group I'm from this youth group or I don't have a youth group or we just recognized that we shared this same idea and we needed to get together we needed to pool our energies because we didn't want to have to wait on the adults who can sometimes be a little slow uh, to take care of getting things done for us and so we we did have the help of some amazing adults uh, who Tanya just mentioned, and they helped us get chaperones. They helped us organize meeting times, and then the youth, I think, also really put, pulled it all together with their energy and being able to say, look, this is what I have to give, and I want to see what you have to give, and let's see what we can create out of that. Hmm. What is the ultimate goal of Ivy, number one? And number two... What is your personal goal by associating with Ivy on a personal level? Well, I think with Ivy, the ultimate goal, the, at its very core, at its very depth, the ultimate goal is all about love. Our, we're just trying to achieve compassion and love among different religious groups, among different socio-ethnic groups, among different races, among all people in the world and it's harder than it might sound but um sparking dialogue is really the first step on that path and that's right now as with the world how it is we're just trying to promote understanding and promote dialogue and then as people understand more and more i don't see how they could do anything else but love all the wonderful people that we see around us. And I think even more fundamental than just promoting understanding is promoting a desire to understand because we can force feed information, we can force feed knowledge, we can, we can even try to force feed love into all sorts of people, but if we don't teach them, look, this is your responsibility, look, this is your world, why don't you start caring about it? If they don't know how to care, then there's no reason for them to retain what they may learn, there's no reason for them to act on what they learn, there's no reason for them to desire to learn more once we've stopped helping them along so I think Ivy, I think one of the best things out of Ivy above what community service we've done, above what we've learned is being able to see just one person say, hey, you know what? You've inspired me. I want to go out and do something. And so just no matter if we inspire them to join Ivy, if we inspire them to go out and take their own path, I think anything of that sort is really Ivy achieving one of its most fundamental goals. I want some advice from uh, any one of you. Uh, number one, have you had situations where there have been differences, say, in uh, religious beliefs? And if there have been, what have you done to embrace those differences and create uh, harmony, reconciliation, and a togetherness? Something that we, we as adults can learn from. Well, I think... It's inherent that different religions are going to have many differences, but the important thing to do is respect those differences. And, you know, some people might not 
like a Christian boy might be taught or just might know not to embrace uh, the customs or, you know, the rituals of another religion. But all religions, again, love is the fundamental base of all religions. If you ask a Christian, you know, should people love each other, the Christian is going to say yes. If you ask a Muslim, the Muslim is going to say yes. So among all the superficial differences in religion, there's still that undertone of love in all of them. And so it's about using that love, that similarity, to embrace the differences among all religions. And I think one of the things I've learned, at least personally for Ivy, is that the differences aren't necessarily a problem. Differences aren't something we need to work through. I know one of the goals of Ivy is to embrace similarities, but I think at least definitely a goal that's personal for me is to embrace the differences, to say, you know what, you believe what you believe, and it may not be reconciliable with what I believe, but that's great. That adds to the diversity, that adds to what we can learn from each other that adds to how we are all different and so while I may not be able to agree with you on this one issue that doesn't mean we can't be friends that doesn't mean we can't have a great time doing whatever we want to do chances are some people who are kind of more strictly involved in their faiths might not be attracted to a group like this like are there people in your group who are um, very observant in their own traditions yes and that is something that we have learned you need to have patience with people Mm -hmm. like you need to have lots and lots of patience when you believe in a message so strongly and you know that you are not doing any harm you are not trying to convert anyone you're not trying to tell them that your belief system is wrong believe in my belief system when you know you're not doing that you just have to be patient with people and you need to understand that a lot of times people may think of this as a threat because if sending their youth to learn about different religions what if their youth decide that they want to convert and that that's something that you have to understand that people are going to have but in our past We've had to face some fundamental people that didn't want us to be performing. Right. That didn't want us to be doing anything like this. And then after a while, they're sending their youth to come sing with wow, us. That's great. Wonderful. I really appreciate that. I think all of us do. When we come back, one of the questions that we have for you has to do with what has been most difficult for you in the process in which you've been engaged. And what's been most difficult in growing a group like Ivy. This is Interfaith Talk Radio. We're on with Interfaith Voices of Youth, and we'll be back after these words from our sponsors. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't seem to get over this. Change results in loss. With death in the family, divorce, or major illness, there's going to be grief. When you're feeling overwhelmed or like you just can't get through it alone, you can heal through grief counseling. You can call Sybil Lundy at Whole Life Counseling. For nearly 10 years, Whole Life Counseling has been a safe place to come to peace with life changes. Call 206-683-1561 or see my website at wholelifedesigns.com. 
This is Dr. Scott Lynch of Crown Hill Chiropractic with your Maximized Living Tip of the Week. When starting a new wellness nutrition program, add two new healthy food choices per week to your diet for one month, then begin to moderate or eliminate unhealthy food choices. Always create healthy habits first. To learn more about maximizing your life, visit us at crownhillchiropractic.com or call 206-782-8800. Huna is the ancient spiritual teachings of the people of Hawaii. Most people who study Huna want to know more about themselves and the world around them. If you are interested in a more spiritual view of the world and want to discover a whole new universe around you, then Huna is for you. Call 800-800-MIND or go to HUNA.com to learn about the March 10th through 18th HUNA event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pat Show when you call the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Vasily is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the DrPatShow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Listen live at 1150kknw.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome, welcome back. This is Interfaith Talk Radio, a continuing and deepening dialogue on interfaith understanding and a shared exploration of our spiritual quest. I am Rabbi Ted Falcon from Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue. I'm Brother Jamal Rahman from Interfaith Community Church. And I'm Pastor Don McKenzie from University Congregational United Church of Christ. And it's our pleasure to share with you every Monday uh, from 5 to 6 here on Alternative Talk KKNW 1150 AM. You can find out more about us. You can ask us questions or share your comments. Find archived editions uh, of our past shows at interfaithtalkradio.com. And I'd just like to mention a couple things. Um, sponsored by Stark Bulkhead today. Um, privileged to be able to announce that this Friday, which is March... What is this Friday? 18th? Huh. 16th. 16th. <laughs> the 16th. March 16th. Yeah, 16th. I'm glad I've really prepared this. <clears throat> Oriented in space or time. It's the first thing you ask people, you know. Uh, the 16th at 7.30, my synagogue, the Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue, is having a guest Shabbat which uh, we do once or twice a year to invite people, particularly who are curious about, like, what is meditative worship in a Jewish context? People are welcome whether they're Jewish or not. But at our guest Shabbat, we take extra time to explain what we're doing, why we're doing it, and to invite people to experience a taste of a meditative worship experience. Um, 
You can find out more about it by going to jewishspiritualcommunity.com, jewishspiritualcommunity.com, and that will take you to Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue. And we are here with Interfaith Voices of Youth, the particular voices that we've been sharing with during this hour include Peyton Bell, Tanya Fekery, and Ben Banahadi. And as I threatened them before our last break, I wanted to know about the difficulties that they have experienced or that Ivy has experienced. Like, what have been the challenges and how have you met them? I think one of the major challenges that faces a lot of our uh, delegation is just time. As teenagers, we are uh, we're bombarded with school, sports, uh, plays, whatever we decide to participate in. And while Ivy may be one of our prime uh, one one of our prime priorities, we still can't we can't drop everything else. And so, trying to interact with people, especially if we're trying to interact with adults who happen to have free time on a Tuesday afternoon or free time on a Thursday morning when we're in school, it's really difficult to be able to get everything organized and together to try to find space and time in which we can meet and work together. So, because. Well, other well in other groups, people are really good at saying, "Here's what we'll do. Here's what you'll do. Take it home and work on it." We work best as a group. We work best when we're together as a community. So, I think one of the biggest things we've one of the biggest problems we've encountered is just trying to find space and time for everybody to do what they need to do. Hmm. I think also our one of our main goals is really to have many different religious groups being represented and hopefully what we're what we're trying to do is um go to more faith visits um as maybe not the whole group but more like you know a group of more independent members can just commit to one day out of their week um going to a faith visit so what we hope to gain out of that is more youth from different religious groups can come in and if there's an event going on at their um, church or their synagogue or their temple, we'll know about it. And we'll be able to meet their community and be able to create, create dialogue with um, various, you know, faith, faiths that are in our world today. And that's really what Ivy is. And one of our challenges has really been to create more diversity among our group. And so if somebody was, is listening to the radio station... Mm-hmm. And hears you talking and says, that sounds like something I'd be interested in knowing more about. It sounds like something I'd interest, be interested in attending some event. Or it sounds like something I'd be interested in talking to my kids about or talking to my parents about. How would they get in touch with you? Well, they, we have an email address and uh-huh. we have a Yahoo group that they can join. We also, um, if they want to call in right now, they can. And we will definitely, you know, get their name if they feel comfortable. And our meetings are, our meeting is coming actually on March 18th. If they would like to come to that, we will be able to give them more information. So you welcome people coming, new people coming at any time? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And would you say what the email address is? Yes. Well, we... We have a website that you can visit also that okay. is um, Interfaith Voices of Youth, all one word, dot org. 
Interfaith. Interfaith. Voices of Youth. Dot org. Good. And that website actually contains uh, information about our past events that we've held, Great. past projects that we've worked on, contact information for most of the youth and their spiritual communities. Great. And we also post, we'll post a link on interfaithtalkradio.com so people can also get to you from there. Right. I've got a question. I just want to <clears throat> follow up on things that Ben <clears throat> and Peyton were talking about in terms of love and patience and so forth. And maybe I could ask Tanya. Um, we've already acknowledged that the world is in a difficult place right now. The human and civil rights war, the destruction of the environment. How do you see... What, what, do you have a vision of how the, what the world would look like if your efforts here were succeeding? I mean, how would it be different? I think a reason why the world is the way it is, and this is one of my firm beliefs, is there when you have ignorance and when you don't know about something, it's very easy for you to judge and it's easy for you to just not want to learn about it because there's so much anger and hate in your heart. And that may be in, you know installed in you because of what your upbringing was or what you've been taught or maybe one really bad circumstance happened to you and now you're blaming the entire group of um group of people that you know that one incident from that one incident so i think that if our group was able to really spread throughout our world we'll be able to teach people about this is the reality of what the message of each religion is this is what we shouldn't hate people because of their race because of their culture or because of the, all these differences that people I think when people just see differences as a bad thing they look at diversity as something that they want to separate humanity with and then you kind of get the world that we are in right now but if people start seeing beauty in diversity and start being able to understand that no matter how different people are there's still something that's going to link us all together and that's love and if people are really able to embrace that, then I think we would have a world that would be filled more with understanding. And that people aren't going to want to go kill others or they're not going to want to go, you know, do suicide bombing or destroy the environment. It's going to be more about how am I going to find ways of letting others know in my life that I love them? How am I going to find ways of smiling at a stranger and just starting a conversation with them? It's going to be more about trying to spread love. It's not going to be about, let me just look down on others because I feel like I'm better than them. That's, thank you very much. As you were speaking, I'm reminded of, a, reminded of a, a novel. I think Alice Walker wrote, The Temple of My Familiar. And I'm, I'm thinking that we all have our, the space where we are comfortable with the things that we know. And beyond the limits of that, there's the things that we don't know, and we're not comfortable with that. And what I'm hearing you say is that if we can get comfortable with the things that are Jewish, if I'm Christian, which I am, things that are Jewish or Islamic or Hindu or Buddhist, that will go a long way toward giving us a better place to learn how to cooperate, have compassion, and so forth. Exactly. I mean, if you can understand that a religion isn't teaching hate or if you can understand people or instead of like identifying them as oh that person's Asian or that person is African American but seeing beyond that 
and understanding that these labels don't define people entirely. They're just a part of who they are. But we all just need to take the time to just get to know what the truth really is about people instead of just kind of allowing our stereotypes take over. Along the lines of what Brother Don has been asking, uh, are there some social justice projects you are involved in? If oh, they are, please do tell us. Yes, absolutely, very much. I was, I was hoping to bring that up, actually, because speaking of breaking outside of what's familiar to you, I think everybody has a different way in which they are able to do that, and Ivy really allows people to see, you know what, we can bring together building houses for uh, at-risk and low-income families, like Ivy did when we helped with uh, um, to get Habitat for Humanity together we build. Mm -hmm. Um, also, Ivy has worked with uh, at-risk and homeless teens um, in Seattle, and we've attended different events uh, that they put on, and we're hoping to get much closer in contact with them and talk to them and see their perspective on the world as it is, because what they have to contribute is definitely not as well heard as it ought to be, and we hope to be able to integrate our resources with theirs. And um, I think... Uh, can you think of anything else we've done to... We've also attended a sacred activism conference where we were able to present our multicultural festival and present our group. And um, and also, I mean, we're, we're still planning on doing more um, sacred activism kind of projects. And Together We Built has probably been one of our biggest projects we've done so far. I think also um, speaking of the Sacred Activism Conference that was attended almost entirely by adults and I think one of the biggest uh, social justice things we can do is actually get the word out to adults because while we have the initiative and the energy of the youth the adults frankly are the ones with the money and the means to get a lot of stuff done and so if we can get them thinking hey these people are onto something hey maybe I can help them out figure out some way I can bring my own personal strengths or my sort of leanings into this that if we can do that then that's great thank you <clears throat> you've been listening to a dialogue with <clears throat> members of Ivy Interfaith Voices of Youth on Interfaith Talk Radio and we'll be back with you for our final segment this afternoon in a few minutes. University Congregational United Church of Christ, located at 4515 16th Avenue Northeast, right across from the Burke Museum, wants you to know that it is a liberal and inclusive congregation waiting to welcome you to worship, education, fellowship, and service. We need your help to say yes to God's purposes. For more information, log on to universityucc.org. That's universityucc.org. Or call 206-524-2322. That's 206-524-2322. Looking for the perfect way to connect with your children all year long? Give your entire family the gift of heartfelt conversations through the magic of Carla Miller's Seeds of Discovery books. Each Unbound book is a unique interactive experience with simple life lessons for all children and adults. Lighthearted, colorful illustrations attract the attention of children and stimulate interaction with adults. Through titles like I Love Myself When... Why am I here? I know I can. Yes, I am. I am. And others. 
Adults can share creative, fun, meaningful, and long-lasting experiences with their children who will learn about themselves with messages of loving self-image and emotional reinforcement. Love your children by giving your whole family the gift of inspired conversation with Seeds of Discovery books by Carla Miller. Seeds of Discovery books can be found at the Center for Spiritual Living, Island Books, Seattle Unity Church Bookstore, or by going to seedsofdiscovery.com or calling 888-426-1632. That's 888-426-1632. Are you yearning to live a more fully expressed and joyful life? Do you want to explore and discover what ignites your heart? Heart Ignited is a potent coaching process created by Deborah Tracci, a life and transition coaching pioneer. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about this unique process. Go to heartignited.com or call 206-236-6100 to learn more. That's heartignited.com or 206-236-6100. Hello. This is Sue Newfeld Ellis. In our fast-paced world, we often forget to breathe. I would love for you to attend my pranic breath and meditation workshop. You will leave with a series of breathwork exercises, which will calm your mind and revitalize your being. QuantumHealing.us or call us at 425-455-4207. You can also download your free copy of... 25 stress reduction tips. Radio with no added hormones or preservatives. All natural alternative talk, 1150 AM. Keep walking, keep walking, move within. Keep walking. And welcome back. This is Interfaith Talk Radio. Being brought to you by Dr. Pat Worldwide and streaming worldwide at interfaithtalkradio.com. We are a rabbi, a Muslim minister, and a Christian pastor. I'm Rabbi Ted Falcon. I'm Brother Jamal Rahman. And I'm Pastor Don McKenzie. And so far we've been able to keep our same identities through the, not only this hour, but through the almost three quarters of a year that we've been on the radio. Which just goes to prove Brother Jamal's um, statement that interfaith dialogue helps us deepen our own identity and not lose our identity. During the break, I asked the members of Ivy, Interfaith Voices of Youth, youth, that with whom we are talking this hour, whether they had any questions for us. And Tanya said, well, the question she has, why, do, why are we doing this? And of course, I answered her with great seriousness, the way I'm often known, and just told her that we don't have anything else to do on Monday afternoons, but the truth is, the vision that we see is very similar to the vision you see, and that is that the kinds of difficulties and the kinds of problems that exist in our world are ultimately not resolvable by the methods that are now being used to try to resolve them. Trying to get someone else to change their belief system or change their minds or change their culture trying to kill people to make to bring peace trying to hate people to bring love this actually is not terribly operational and we are among those who believes that the who believe that the solution is a deeply spiritual one it is honoring those spaces of oneness in which we can truly appreciate that each and every being is an expression of a single life, 
a single awareness, a single consciousness, so that we can appreciate that not that no matter how different our cultures, our histories, our personal identities, we are expressions of the same spirit and need to seek that in each other when we meet. We had some other questions that came up to uh, ask. Just to take what you're saying a little bit further, Rabbi Ted, and this, this comes from something that Ben actually said during the break about spirituality. Um, one of the things that I think of when I hear the word spirituality and think of my own practices, spiritual practices, is the idea that of giving my heart to something. And in my case, I would say it would be to God's purposes. But it occurred to me that if I were in my 20s or teens and thought of giving my heart, it, it would seem... The world seems to be a dangerous place to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering how you, you respond to the idea of giving your heart to something. I mean, you, you've each used the word passion. Mm -hmm. Um... How does it feel? I mean, does this feel? Does it feel dangerous to do that to you, or does it? Are you encouraged? I hope to give your heart if that's something that resonates with you. I mean, when you kind of understand exactly where your heart is going, and if your passion is really what you want it to be, and you believe in it so strongly, then I almost, I almost feel like. The people that don't have passion are the people that f have more fear because they're too afraid to allow themselves to love and allow themselves to love something more than just themselves. But I think when you, I guess, give your heart to some, some cause, some idea, some message that you believe in so strongly, I think that's, I mean, for me, that's been, that's created more peace within myself than any materialistic object in this world because it's something that's not replaceable. I'm impressed by how important it is to have a sense of where your heart is going and how, how difficult it is for so many. Um, and it's impressive that you all are getting that now and doing something about it. I think, uh, so I think one of the uh, great things about Ivy, when we sat down to write our creed, we said, you know what, we want this to be a place where people can explore their spirituality. And if you define spirituality as giving your heart to something or dedicating yourself to something, uh, then Ivy is the absolute perfect place to do it because it is so supportive, so caring, that people are so wonderful that there is no risk of when you put yourself into something, if you fall, there are people to help you up, but more than likely you're going to find something that you can really dedicate yourself towards, whether it's Ivy or something branching off from it. Yeah, I think you really, you get back what you put in when it comes to matters like this, and the human heart is so strong, both, you know, physically and metaphorically, and I think if more people began, you know, just freely giving out their heart and giving out their love, then, you know, it would just grow exponentially to the point where this world would start improving. And I don't think this world got to the place it is today through hate. I think it got there through ignorance. Mm -hmm. And if people see how strong their own hearts are and how strong others, the hearts 
of those around them are, I think they can begin to understand and then begin to start healing. I want to ask you a heartfelt question in, in, in the form of getting advice from all three of you or whoever chooses to, um, to answer. You know, myself, Ted and Don are also quite young, we believe, at least young in spirit. And we are so eager to reach out to those who are younger than us, uh, young people like you. If you are our advisors, what would you advise us in some form or some area that we're not touching upon where we could reach out to you and embrace you to join this movement of interfaith? What would your advice be? I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to anybody hoping to inspire interfaith work is challenge people, really, because so long, for so long religion has been something where you're, you're told, yes, you can accept, yes, you can absorb, but we don't really need you to contribute your creative effort. Uh, we, I think if you challenge people, say, you know what, you have to bear some responsibility in your own unfolding, in the unfolding of others, uh, see what you can bring and um, uh, encourage people to discover their f- fullest potential with ho- maybe holding their hand or maybe helping them along the way but not spoon-feeding them what they are told they need to know. I think if you just challenge people and say, look, you have to see what you can bring to bring yourself to this whole concept, I think is one of the best ways to get people involved because you can't say get involved and then don't and then not expect anything from them or say get involved and then dismiss or shrug off what they contribute and say good effort now come back to the way you were. Mm. Great. Any other advice from the youth? I think that also allowing the youth in your communities to know that it is okay to learn about different religions. When you are, let's say, a Sunday school teacher and you're teaching youth about some story um, in the Torah, in the Quran, or in the Bible, but to also, you know, take time and say, this is how another group saw this story as. And allowing the children at a younger age to be okay with diversity and i think when you kind of create a community where at, when these kids go to when they're so young and they've just been taught that there, there's only one way there's one perspective and this is what you have to believe in then as they grow up it's harder for them to want to learn what people's what other perspectives are out there because they're too afraid to do so <coughs> <clears throat> Wonderful, thank you. We've been engaging in a dialogue for the entire show uh, this afternoon with Peyton Bell, Tanya Fekery, and Ben Bonahati, members of Interfaith Voices of Youth. And the website is... It's interfaithvoicesofyouth.org, all one word, interfaithvoicesofyouth.org. And we encourage you to take a look. The voices you are hearing are hopeful voices in a world that is deeply in need of hopeful voices. This is Interfaith Talk Radio, a continuing dialogue between those of us who are members of different faiths but interested in exploring our differences, our similarities, and the universal presence whom we always share. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next Monday at 5 o'clock. 
see you then. Have a blessed week. Shalom.